everybody. Welcome to another episode of All the WrestleManias. I'm your co-host, Tim Hackman. And I'm your co-host, Rich Sigwald. Thanks for being with us. We're uh, always excited to talk to you. Uh, we hope you caught our recent episodes on the ECW Barely Legal show from 1997. That was a that was a banger. Uh, I took up smoking after watching that episode. Um, that was a lot of fun. And I uh, hope you also caught our episode with Johnny the Reason Elliot, one half of the VCW Tag Team Champions. And we're here today to talk to his partner, uh, the other half of that uh that's that fabled tag team energy. Um, I want to welcome today's guest. He is, of course, hailing from a gated community. Inside of a gated community, he is the champion of the 1%. He is one half of the current VCW tag team champions energy, along with Johnny Elliott. He is a former VCW heavyweight champion, and I'm sure he will tell you all about his many, many other um, amazing accomplishments. His most recent match was a handicap match with uh, The Reason, ganging up on poor old uh, Brandon Scott, good friend of the show. I feel bad for him. He got a raw deal. That was at uh, VCW's Nightmare on Granby show uh, back uh, a couple weeks ago in October. And of course, his next match is coming up in um, Alexandria, Virginia. VCW makes its sort of Northern Virginia debut. That's super exciting. It's the Leonard Chick Armstrong Rec Center, Saturday, November 11th. They got a couple big guest stars on that card Nyla Rose, who's, of course, the former AEW Women's World Champion, and Wheeler Yuta, who's a big time AEW star and member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, you know, tickets and all that stuff at VCWProWrestling.com. I'm going to make the trek all the way from Norfolk. Um, Rich has gotten permission from the wife to come see it on her birthday weekend. Uh, so he's risking possible separation or divorce uh, to check it out. Um, so anyway, we want to welcome to the show Logan Easton LaRoe. Welcome to the show, Logan. All right. Thank you, Rich. I hope uh, I hope the marriage stays intact regardless of your weekend escapades. I mean, I, I'm going to argue that we got to keep it together for the child. Um, <laughs> but I, I do have a lawyer on retainer just Perfect. in case. So Glad to hear. Yeah. And if it breaks up over wrestling, that's you know that's an irreconcilable differences situation. That's, um, I think you get both cars in that situation, right? Uh, well, since one of the cars is only in my name, yes, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Logan, we uh, we really we appreciate you being here. Um, we talked to your partner, like I said a couple weeks ago. He was a little bit less than forthcoming about you know uh, his. Some of the some of the shenanigans of the energy tag team, but we won't. I don't know if we'll get into that too much, but um, the uh, this this show, the Alexandria show, is sort of being billed as uh, kind of the the start of you sort of winding down uh, a little bit with your wrestling career in VCW and your maybe your last show in Northern Virginia. So, are we really uh, approaching the end for you? And how are you feeling about that that transition? Uh, yes, we are really really approaching the end. Uh, I'm planning to finish out some bookings to the end of this year, but this is it at least for now for me in professional wrestling. Uh, this show in Alexandria is really special to me. As I was talking to you guys earlier, I'm from uh, Reston, Virginia, Northern Virginia area. I live in Fairfax. And uh, my opponent on that night, Wheeler Yuta, was handpicked. Somebody I have a lot of history with. Somebody I wanted to go out. Hopefully he can carry me into a good match uh, in front of friends and family and you VCW fans. Yeah, it should be a good one. I think you guys have uh, styles. I think that'll that'll make a really good match. Um, I think it'll be a nice... A nice sort of sort of mix of things going on in this particular match, so I'm excited to see it. What what's driving this decision to to hang up the boots? Uh, I'm old, man. I'm uh, 33. <laughs> I've been doing this since I was 16, and uh, nothing so far, nothing too too major. Knock on wood, but bumps and bruises are starting to add up a little bit, and that feels like mm. I've accomplished a lot. Uh, 
that I wanted to. Of course, there's always going to be things that I wish I had done or wish I accomplished that I haven't. But I think the writing's kind of on the wall. I'm, I think it's time for me to move on to a different phase of my life. So is is it just Jerry pushing you too hard? Is that what's <laughs> happening? It's exactly. It was all Jerry's fault. No, uh, nothing like that. No, I mean, like I said, I've been doing it since I was 16. I'm 33 now, so 17 years. Plenty of time on the road. I was driving home from a show a few months ago and I was just like it was raining and this is an an unfamiliar experience for me but at this point in my life I was just like man there's nothing I would rather not be doing right now than (laughs) driving home from New Jersey in the pouring rain at like midnight on a Sunday. I think we've all had that feeling about just driving home from New Jersey in general. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know if I would I would hang up my career over that but I, I, I get it. it. It hurts. Yeah. So 16 years is a long time to do anything, let alone something uh, sort of as physically demanding and, uh, you know, just all the, like you said, all the miles and all the wear and tear and um, all of that guy with the bullhorn yelling at you that you suck. What is, what's with that dude? I don't know. He's, you know, uh, uh, I, <laughs> when I started a few years fairly early into my career, I kind of earned a spot at uh, VCW. And I believe that guy with the bullhorn was there over 10 years ago when I was still just a young whippersnapper and he's still there today. So I, I couldn't tell you where he got the bullhorn or what the story is, but I appreciate his patronage to the VCW crowd. Did you nick his car in the parking lot or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> Have you seen that guy? And you've seen me? You think I would nick his car? Come on. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That guy is the truth. I fucking love that guy. He's uh, he's there every show. He's and he he doesn't get the bull horn out for anybody but you. It's like <laughs> I didn't. He'll watch the whole show. Right. He'll watch the whole show, and then the you know you're the main event or whatever. And you get here comes the bull horn. Hey Logan, Logan, you suck. You suck, <laughs> Logan. Like for the entire time that you're up there, I I admire his commitment. I think maybe we should get him on the show. We should. Um, uh, be awesome yeah try and track him down see see what you did to him <laughs> like I like sleep with his wife or hit yeah. his dog or something like i like i'm maybe we could um maybe we could arrange like a mediation or something you guys could come on and we could talk it through and like that uh um, the bret hart Shawn michaels dvd face-to-face <laughs> <laughs> could hug it out yeah. yeah well so then um so we're we're starting at the end um so maybe we can back up a little bit to the beginning you know 16 years um so how did you how did you get started how did you get involved the first uh you know first time around and where did you go for uh training when you got got into the business originally sure uh i mean i don't think i have a very unique or exciting story but uh i started training when i was 16 at a place called kaida pro wrestling uh under christian york bobby shields Johnny Elliott, The Reason, um, John Kerman, Jimmy Cicero. Uh, Since I was 16, my mom had to sign off on the sheet. I saved up $2,000 working in an ice cream store. My mom's agreement with me was if I took the SATs and I applied to two colleges, she would sign the waiver. I don't think she realized quite what uh, (laughs) wrestling fully entailed for my spine and neck, but she agreed to do it. She held good to her end of the deal. I held good to my end. And uh, off, off we went through training. One of the stars of the uh, upcoming Alexandria's show, another Northern Virginia native, uh, Nyla Rose, who's now in AEW. She was in my graduating class as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Always good to see her and love to see her on TV and doing as well as she is for herself. Yeah, we really, we really liked her. Um, she was off for a while and then she's been back on a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I, I like seeing her go. Um, I think she's got a great, she's got the whole, the whole package. Yeah. She always like, you know, when we, when we started, 
God, back in like 2007, we had like a decent sized training group. I could maybe 15 people or something. And all of us were just like, except for her, I'd say most of us were either like boring ass wannabe Chris Benoit's or like guys who'd watch too much mid 2000 Ring of Honor, which is very different than later Ring of Honor with characters. You know, there's a lot of like uh, Matt Striker, not the teacher, the other, the unibrow Matt Striker, and like very wannabe technical type guys and stuff like that. And Nyla always just like promos, personality, all that kind of stuff. You'd blow us out of the water. That's really cool. Yeah. So coming out of uh, training then, so what was kind of your first uh, your first name, your first gimmick? I know you've had a few over the years. <laughs> had many, uh, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> so my first match, uh, I, was, I was still training, but uh, in Virginia, there's a commission. I couldn't wrestle until I turned 18. So my first match, I had to lie about my age in Pennsylvania, and I was the man of the hour, Logan Hodge descendant of Danny Hodge, which is just a name. I know who Danny Hodge is. If you guys aren't familiar, uh, he's an old, old wrestler, a real collegiate wrestler and boxer, but also a professional wrestler out of, uh, I believe, Oklahoma. But anyway, uh, the guy who owned the training school was watching, like, this guy's back, WWE 24-7. was like, oh, they were talking about this, like, old shooter, Danny Hodge, and you kind of look like him, so you'll be Logan Hodge. I was like, all right. Uh, I wrestled at SWA in Blue Summit, Pennsylvania, age 17. Like, the trainer sat me down. He was like, you don't tell anybody your real age when you get there. If anybody asks, you're 18, and you left your wallet in the car, so you can't show an ID anybody. <laughs> but uh, it was an awesome experience, you know? Like, I was still in high school. I had a, a whole bunch of my friends uh, drive into that Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, probably like an hour and a half from where we lived, and just it was a crowd of like maybe 40 people, and I would say at least 15 of them were my shitty high school friends, just excited to see me uh, body slam and hurricane run away. That's awesome, man. That's how that's how it goes, right? That's uh... yeah, totally. I mean, I don't, there's so many people. Like I, going back to talking about that training class of give or take like 15 people. Of that group, I guess at least 10 probably never fully got to the point to being able to wrestle in front of a crowd, which I think anybody who signs up for training, like, that's the almost the bare minimum goal for most people would just be to wrestle. But it is, I think we take for granted as wrestlers how difficult it can really be and how frustrating and everything. Not, not taking away from anybody who didn't get it that far, but like, fuck, it, sometimes it really sucks, man. And <laughs> sometimes you come to the realization, like, hey, maybe this isn't the thing I want to do. But... Not to be too negative about anything. No, no, no. I get it. And um, well, and like you, like you sort of alluded to, it takes uh, a sort of commitment. You know that, like, it kind of it's it's hard to do at sort of a kind of half-assed level, right? Either yeah. You're, you're sort of all in, or you're not, right? I, I think so. Um, and I think with that too, like, if you do want to compete, if everybody else has that mindset, you got to step it up as much as you can, much gym time, promo time, whatever, you really gotta, and either you're all in or you're all out, or not all out, but, or you're just not in, and, and that's kind of another reason that I, I feel like I need to take a step back, because I don't feel as motivated as I had in the past. This match on the 11th, though, I'm all in, 100%. Uh, so I'm I'm looking at your profile on cagematch.net. I got some bad reviews on there, but go on. <laughs> well, I'm not looking at okay. the reviews, because everybody on the internet is just angry all the time. Right. Nobody leaves a review when they're happy about something. So um, that's why you can't read reviews about schools or apartments. Yeah. Um, but so you, you went, it uh, looks like at one point, by the name Barf. 
Oh, yeah. For the uh, the masked wrestler on IWTV. How did you land on the name Barb? Or <laughs> were you dressed as the character from Spaceballs? Or was it just something like you were just told to be? This would have been like, I want to say we shot this in like August of 2020. So kind of height of pandemic. Uh, no fans. IWTV is a company, a streaming independent wrestling service. And the owner of it was like, hey, I got this idea for a show that's kind of like the masked singer. But the master wrestler and he was like your color's gonna be green come up with some names for green and i sent him a long list with what i thought were some cool names i off the top of my head i know one of them was the amazing zora which obviously was not picked uh, but barf was one of them just like i don't know put barf on <laughs> and uh jerry who's the owner of iwtv as soon as i sent him the list he just circled barf in like a screenshot and sent it back to me and i became barf uh if you guys haven't seen it though i know the first episode of The Masked Wrestler is uh, up on YouTube. In the first uh, episode, it's me against Lee Moriarty, both of us under masks. Uh, but it's a pretty cool match. It was a really cool concept. And I think they've done I think they've done two seasons. There might have been a third season. But I always thought it was a cool idea. And especially, like, man, August of 2020, like, that was another time in wrestling. I was just like, am I ever going to be able to wrestle again? Are we ever going to do that? I, I got pretty fat for myself at the time and I remember like Lee is always he's a killer wrestler uh and man I was blown up in that match especially in the bodysuit and the barf mask and all that I felt like <laughs> barfing for sure that would have been the ultimate gimmick you know just uh <laughs> like draws in a like draws yeah. yeah yeah puke uh, rest in peace yeah yeah uh, so I have one other question about about your gimmick names here. The other one is blank. Yeah, and looks like you you wrestled by that name in Shakara. Yes. So long story in Shakara. Uh, me and Jonathan Elliott, the reason we're a tag team in Shakara. I was Race Jackson. He was right Hype Rockwell. Uh, our tag team ended because I pushed the stage onto Hype uh, because he kept hitting me during matches. Very similar to the Rockers breakup. And uh, after that, I became young and handsome, Race Jackson, uh, and Hype Rockwell came back, and he beat me in a loser has to wear a mask match. My handsome face was covered up by this mask, and I became the artist blank. And I've done that now for, I don't know, five years, something like that. That is a shame, cover up that, uh, I know, that gorgeous face yours, you know? The inspiration from it, from the, uh, the owner of Chikara Quack and me, we were like spitballing back and forth ideas, and this is going to kind of in some ways sound a little bit lame because I feel like everybody in wrestling, it's like, what's your gimmick? And anybody that's not just like, I'm a shooter is like, oh, I'm like the Joker. But Germany idea was in the 1989 Batman, if you're familiar, uh, Joker's girlfriend, who he like, uh, first living, breathing homicidal artist with the mm-hmm. white mask. That was kind of the start of the idea there. Nice. I don't know how much you guys like 1989. Uh, yeah. of my favorite. You're, you're talking to, uh, this is yeah. Nerd Central over here. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a my, D&D my, dice tower behind me. Uh, <laughs> that's the orange thing. Uh, so, yeah, you got the nerds happening. All right. We don't so. we don't talk about it too much on the show because we would like a, a woman to occasionally listen to it, but it's it's probably not going to happen. Fair enough. Um, Michael, Michael Keaton's still the best Batman, though, right? I mean, are we... Uh, I don't know if I can pick fate. I mean, he's definitely, like, he's number one, but I would also say Christian Bale's number one. I, I love them mm. both. I love them for different reasons, I feel like. But. Hmm. All I'm saying is Christian Bale didn't come back for that flash money, and Michael Keaton did. That's true. All right, interview over. And that's enough. (laughs) 
I did. I did. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Christian Bale ones, but I got a real kick out of uh, Keaton showing up in that Flash movie. I thought though that was. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I wish it was two and a half hours of uh, Michael Keaton Batman. I didn't hate it. <laughs> so Chikara, um, Chikara is, is endlessly fascinating to me. I I love the concept. I love the just sort of the the over the top kind of kind of goofiness of it almost. Um, and we talked to uh, the boar uh, on the show here, and you know, of course, he came up through. Um, Chikara, did you guys overlap at all? Um, yeah, um, yeah, we definitely we had I had a lot of matches with the boar in Chikara as face race Jackson, heel race Jackson, blank. I wrestled him a ton of times in Chikara. Uh, he came up through the Chikara system. Me and Johnny never actually trained with Chikara. I think Johnny told the story about how we ended up there. Um, I did one seminar. Uh, thought it was cool but nothing came of it and then like i think a full year later they're like hey we need somebody to be on heart can you do that it's like uh, sure i'll try uh, and then <laughs> i worked there for eight years until they closed afterwards something like that that explains the photo of you which I one found the you were in owen hart's 90s oh yeah gear when he energy. tagged with coco beware yep. and it's like oh i get it now i get it now so high high energy right mm-hmm. yeah Got it. Got it. It's it's finally all making okay. sense and connecting over here. Okay. Rich lives his life um, like thirty minutes at a time. He's he's got that thing from Memento actually. So we we try to help him piece it together yeah, through like uh, through old wrestling clips. Yeah. Tattooed. And <laughs> don't trust Coco oh. beware somewhere. Owen Hart's still dead. He wakes up every morning oh, and looks at that and then he <laughs> and then he cries. It's really yeah. sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Um. So and then you know sort of since that you've you've been you know, kind of make appearances all up and down the the East Coast. And uh, you have any idea how many different promotions you've uh, worked with over the years? And, and what's sort of the longest distance that you'll go for, like, a, a show? Until December of this year, I will go as far as you will pay me to go. Um, I could not tell you the number. I'm sure Cage Match has a number, but Cage Match also isn't super accurate. I, like... I have done appearances every I would guess I've wrestled for like maybe 30 companies maybe more 30 is going to be my ballpark answer yeah no it's cool it's kind of a you're sort of a you know like a, jour- a journeyman yes, I guess definitely definitely yeah, a journeyman right? is the way I would describe myself yeah because yeah, I'm seeing on your on your on your little list here uh that you worked with uh um uh Flying V out of Silver Spring uh which was uh the promotion that our first guest um Dr. Jess uh, mentioned being in love with, so she's probably seen you. And it looks like you, uh, you worked with one of our favorites, uh, Cheeseburger. Yeah, I've wrestled uh, Cheeseburger so we're, quite a few times. I love Cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, he's great. That guy's and, fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I also see Orange Cassidy on your list here. Yes. Uh, fun fact: I wrestled him as Blank in Beyond, and of Beyond, if you guys know Beyond Wrestling, uh, they kind of their YouTube channel is really what blew them up. Uh, between two male competitors, me and Orange Cassidy's match is the highest watch, highest view count or most watched match they have between two male competitors. The last I checked, we were at like four and a half million views on that. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Awesome. That's om- almost Cocomelon levels here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I love Orange Cassidy. Uh, I actually. It's kind of funny that that's probably my most viewed match and will always be my most viewed match. And I don't really like that match uh, that I had with him there, but I've worked him other times 
and uh, I had more fun. We wrestled at the Warp Tour actually in um, it was either Connecticut or New Hampshire. I know that's not going to be on Cage Match, but because it, it was basically just like here's a ring. They called a few wrestlers and I don't know, put it on a show every ten minutes, throw a match out there and uh, wrestle Orange Cassidy on it. And we saw three hundred three. It was pretty awesome. I would totally. Uh, I would pop for a, a wrestling show breaking out at a concert. I'd be like, yeah, it's like the best best of both worlds. Exactly, man. <laughs> I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins just did that recently where Billy Corgan took his NWA on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins and people, I I don't see much of a crossover no. between <laughs> that audience. I can't imagine that there are uh, people happy about that, but you know, He's proud you, you got to try it. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so then how did the, um, you know, obviously we're here to we're talk about VCW and oh, maybe I should plug the thing again since we're, since we're circling back around. Of course, the um, VCW is going to be in Alexandria, Virginia, Saturday, November 11th at the Leonard Chick Armstrong Rec Center. Um, Wheeler Yuta, Nyla Rose, of course, our, our good friend Logan, uh, all your VCW favorites, the boar is going to be on there. Uh, we can probably, hopefully watch Jerry get punched. Um, I don't know. There's, there's all. It's always a good time at the VCW show. So VCWProWrestling.com for your tickets. Um, we, I started going when I moved to uh, Norfolk last July, uh, and I caught a show at the um, Masonic Temple. And then since then, I've maybe only missed one or two. I try to. You guys, you guys, you guys have a have a good thing going, and I, uh, I, I really, I appreciate local wrestling. I appreciate independent wrestling, and I appreciate uh, a promotion that, like, I don't know, just just does a good job of sort of putting the package together for the fans and um you know thinking about the uh, the experience from from start to finish so if you haven't seen uh, vcw it's a great time to check them out um but i was gonna just ask you how that affiliation came to be and sort of when you first got hooked up with them and um and how that how that journey's been for you yeah i would say uh vcw i feel like since since i've been wrestling at least now 16 years they've mm-hmm. always been kind of like the top of virginia definitely like the most professional run and feeling promotion in virginia like of course it's all independent wrestling but you're not going to get there when it says bells at 7 30 and then it doesn't start till 8 15 and like the sound system isn't going to be down or like you're never going to be there and there's no entranceway it's just guys walking through a door or something like that you know it's it's very professional uh, level of wrestling, both in talent and behind the scenes there. I, I think the first show I did for BCW was a Liberty Lottery, and I want to say it was 2010 or 2011. Uh, the school I trained at, clo- I went off to college, I finally turned 18, I went off to college and I didn't, uh, too far to train regularly anymore, and then the training school I was at, it kind of closed. And uh, what kind of sucked was I didn't really have any contacts outside of the people I trained with, and a lot of them kind of stopped wrestling. So it was hard for me, like you said, a journeyman, like, there's plenty of shows I had to go, like, run camera, go set up a ring, go do security, whatever, and just, like, to get a foot in the door to try to get a match. And then, you know, uh, I got the opportunity with VCW to do um, just a Liberty Lottery, a Royal Rumble type show, and I... I don't know that I shit the bed, but I definitely didn't do anything too impressive to get a regular spot there. Uh, a few years later, I got I had more reps under my belt and I got better. Um, and I worked as Mr. Class and I kind of became a regular from like 2012 to 2016 or so. Yeah. And then you've you uh, I mean, you've been pretty, on pretty much every show I've I've seen from them. Um, yeah, I hooked less. back up with them in uh, 20, 2021. I don't even know how you say fuck, I'm old. Uh, 2021, 
Yeah, and I, as far as I know, I think I've been on every show since November of 2021. Seems like a great group of talent. Um, I like that they have, they've got people doing all sort of different kinds of styles, which I think is cool. Um, some promotions you go and it's all one thing, right? It's all the, like you said, it's all the shooters or it's all the the jumping around, yeah. trampoline people or whatever. But I think they have a they have a really good blend. Yeah, I would totally agree, and especially like now in wrestling, a lot of like, not to disparage a company like Beyond or something, but a lot of those matches are very like, it's kind of like the indie dream match, and I think AEW style can be a lot like that too, where like every match is like 10 false finishes and the same strike exchange and this and that. And I think BCW really, uh, there's a good blend on the card of, like you said, different styles, but also just like every match feels different than the the previous match to it. And you're never going to be there and it's going to be like a 14 match marathon card. Like I I love wrestling, but even if the wrestling is outstanding, I can't watch 14 matches in a row. Yeah. The, the false finish thing, uh, always bothers Tim and I, and, and we've, we've also like, we actually kind of talked about it in our last episode when we watched ECW's barely legal. There was a, there was a match where a guy took the uh, ring bell to the head, kicked out of the pen. And then he took a table to the head, kicked out of the pen, took a steel chair to the head and kicked out of the pen. But then a German suplex. You can only take so much, man. Yeah. Was the finish. (laughs) Um, and so I guess it, it, it was like watching, like, like playing mortal Kombat. And like you've done all these moves, and then the last thing you hit is like a jab on your right. opponent, and that took off the last bit of his hit bar. Like, well, that's kind of uh, not satisfying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh, from the VCW stuff that I've watched, uh, and and had the pleasure of seeing live, it it's definitely has a more uh, kind of an old school feel to me. Like it looks a lot like the WWF from like the mid to late eighties of the, you know, legit moves, taking time, uh, telling the story in the ring, uh, getting maybe one or two false finishes and to really build up the anticipation in the crowd. And you legit don't know how, how it's going to end and who's going to come out. And, uh, it allows for good suspension of belief and a good time for the crowd. So, um, and that even goes for you. And when when I held up a sign that said "Boo this man" when you came out, uh, that was you know, it, it was still a good time. That was you. And I, yes, that was me. I apologize. Kind interview's of. over, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't hang up. Uh, um. So yeah, we've also seen you uh, on AEW. Um, we were at the show in DC where you uh, where you worked. Okay. Um, so how, how does that connection come about for you? Do they contact you through an indie promoter or do they contact you directly or, uh, in my experience, they've always contacted me directly. Uh, like I said, journeyman, uh, I guess that's going to be like our buzzword for this podcast, but yeah, you know, I've been around, I've known a lot of people through Chikara, especially there's a ton of people who worked at Chikara mm-hmm. and now work in AEW. So when they come around locally, they, send some emails or they did i don't know now without dark and elevation if this is going to be as common as it was but they would pick up a lot of local talent to do enhancement matches like i've done or uh just to do security extra work that kind of stuff yeah we saw uh we saw a few of their shows in the the dc area we saw um at the the dc sports entertainment complex um and then also up at umbc oh yeah um that's where i I was working there at the time and rich went to school there actually so we we live not too far from there um 
So we saw, I think we saw the one where you were with um, Dalton Castle, maybe? I can't remember okay. which show that was. Um, that guy's a trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that was DC, and then the UMBC, it was me, Cheeseburger, it sounds like friend of the show, and Rhett Titus against uh, QT Marshall and his guys. I don't know if you guys were at that taping or not. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so do you, um, it's just just popped in my head do you like do you write your matches down like do you have like a a log of all the shows and matches and stuff you like chris jericho and it up over there no you know i wish and like i used to tell myself i would do that and keep like a little note to uh to remember each match or something that happened and then uh, i think i'm quitting at uh, the end of this year so in the 16 years i never ended up following through with that promise to myself to do it I'm just surprised that you you kind of you're like oh yeah that was DC that was Dalton Castle and then you're like oh yeah and then UMBC it was I'm just really surprised that you can kind of reel those off you know like I said fortunately some head injury but it's all jumbled somewhere <laughs> back there I kind of remember stuff so. so you you don't have a giant spreadsheet keeping track of everything in your life all right um, oh does that with uh, match ratings I'll I'll talk to him about old wrestling and he'll tell me how many stars he gave it I'm like oh. I just remember thinking that match was cool or that match wasn't cool, but oh, that's funny. He didn't mention that when he was <laughs> on. We should uh, got to have him back on. Can go we should get yeah. him back in. Let's let's talk about that spreadsheet, man. I want to make sure yeah. he's using formulas correctly and everything. That's uh... my wife and I keep a spreadsheet of every Broadway show we've seen and where we saw it, who produced it, and what theater it was in. Oh, so that's cool. Uh, I can barely work in yeah. Dell, so that's never going to happen for me. But if it's like an analog <laughs> version of it, maybe I can try. How are you going to be the champion of the 1% if you can't keep track of your, uh, your your assets and uh, expenses and all that stuff? Yeah. Someone else can handle <laughs> That's how you can tell he's wealthy. He doesn't know how much money he's got. Exactly. He just knows yeah. that he can afford it. Yeah. Whatever. Damn. Fine, buy it. You pay people for that. Um, and then, of course, the other uh, you know big AEW appearance recently was uh, you showed up. I was, I'm sitting here in my living room. I'm watching uh, watching Dynamite. And uh, and all of a sudden they're they're announcing Logan. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I wonder who he's going to wrestle. And then Wardlow comes out. I'm like, oh, I think I, I just I picked up my phone and texted Jerry. I, I just wrote R.I.P. Logan. Yeah. Um, and uh, that went that went about as as we expected it to go. So it did. Yeah. Is the powerbomb something the reason why you're hanging it up? Uh, it's a reason for. I actually before <laughs> AW started, I wrestled uh, Wardlow in like a scramble match up in uh, Cleveland and he F five me and another person at the same time. So Jesus Christ. He's a beast, man. Yeah. It's not like you're some lightweight. No, either. no, I'm pretty close to 200 pounds. And the guy who was on top of me in this F five was about similar size, if not a little bit bigger than me. So it's a very impressive individual. Good okay, Lord. Nuts. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Is that on YouTube somewhere? We got to see that. I think we're going to have to track that one down. It's definitely on whatever the new fight streaming service is. I couldn't tell you the show, but it's AIW sometime in 2019, I think. Maybe 2018. Mm. Something like that. Mm-mm-mm. So, Rich, do you want to ask the uh, the standard uh, all the WrestleMania questions here? Uh, sure. So, we got uh, the first one. Uh, who is your favorite wrestler and who are your biggest influences in the ring? All right favorite wrestler it changes all the time but I, can i give you a top three sure whatever you want all right, it's got to be hbk uh sean michaels and my weird pick is austin aries wait a minute did i just say hbk sean michaels 
I'm sorry. You sure did. HPK, Jeff Hardy, Austin Aries. I apologize. Uh, Inputs, though, uh, Shawn Michaels is still definitely number one. I would say, like, uh, 93 to 92 to 95-ish Shawn Michaels. And then definitely, like, unfortunately, it's kind of brief, but 97 to 98 DX heel Shawn Michaels. Absolute favorite of all time. Uh, I can see that. I think in your in your, sort of your ring presentation and your and your uh, your approach. I, yeah, I can see that for sure. I appreciate that. Uh, other than him, I, Austin Aries. Honestly, a lot of those mid two thousands Ring of Honor guys, I'm a big fan of. Even if I don't wrestle exactly like them, uh, Tully Blanchard, Gino Hernandez, um, Nigel McGinnis is actually a pretty big one. Um, hmm. I think I steal a little shit. If you're really careful and knowledgeable about Nigel, you can probably see some of my stealing. Well, now we're gonna have to look for it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll make a sign for Alexandria, and like every time we catch it, we'll hold it up like stolen from Nigel or something, go. just like a big old. That's cool. That's a that's a pretty um, a pretty eclectic, pretty diverse group of uh, favorites and uh, influences. I think you're the first on the show that hasn't said Macho Man. No, I mean I do really <laughs> like Macho Man. I should say I should list him in my influences as well. But like HPK is for sure like number one. Yeah. All white guys under six foot, that's usually the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anybody that you've had the chance to work with who was especially meaningful um, you know, for you? And also anybody that, you know, I know again you're winding down, but anybody you would have would have loved the chance to work with or anybody who might make it reconsider um hanging it up if it, if the opportunity came up yeah um the answer to the first one for both the, there's a ton of people but easy answer for both those is Sanjay Dutt I wrestled him a ton of times I learned a lot from him every single time we wrestled still uh, huge inspiration I would say like after I finished training school I've been wrestling a long time he was like going to finishing school with him uh he doesn't actually wrestle anymore either but if I could get him out for one more match I would definitely come back for one minor match with him. Anything else that could pull me out would be a contract with a large dollar amount will get me to reconsider quitting. <laughs> I, I think anybody would agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> Other guy, uh, Bobby Shields is definitely, uh, I think an unsung guy in independent wrestling, but he helped me out a lot. Somebody I always loved wrestling. Somebody who, uh, I learned a lot from about wrestling life all that kind of stuff like everybody that we've talked to has had you know had that that kind of connection right to to somebody along the way somebody that's really like sort of you know taking them aside and showing them a few things or just helped them navigate a particular section of their career and it's that's one of the interesting things about um you know kind of the wrestling business just you know as an outsider it does it does seem like um you know those kind of connections really sort of help you you know, kind of go from point A to point B, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, I mean, I haven't put a ton of thought into this, but it's kind of like, I don't know, video game or something. Like, you're at the level one, and then you meet, you beat this boss or whatever, and you get this extra skill. And it, it can be kind of like that, working with certain people that really make you level up, step outside, or think of another way to do something. That's why I work with Rich. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me better every day. Uh, that's kind of creepy. I don't know. I don't. It know makes me want to see Broadway shows. Not really. Yeah. No, it no, I don't. You hate Broadway musicals, and I tried my best to talk you into seeing Hamilton at least. But I like I like Jesus Christ Superstar, and that's the end of the list. Anytime something gets broken into song, I'm out. Typically. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
so are you watching uh, much wrestling present? And uh, what or who do you normally watch if you're watching? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm not as religious about watching like Monday Night Raw anymore, but I still usually check out highlights or I'm aware of what's happening. Uh, I do usually watch Dynamite at least. People I really like to watch right now, I think uh, Ela Dragunov, that's the NXT mm, I think yeah. that guy is a killer. Uh, related to him, I think it was a pandemic era, no fans match, but him and Walter, I think is one of the best Ugh. WWE matches ever. One of the best matches, period, ever. Fuck putting any kind of preface to that. Those guys just killed it, killed it. And I actually thought their match without fans was better than their takeover match with fans later, which is still phenomenal, but whatever that one without fans i think in 2020 was amazing so those two guys for sure walter is a guy like it's something it somehow it feels so cutting edge to watch him but it's also this old school kind of wrestling yeah. that just mm -hmm. he feels so fresh in 2023 wrestling uh keep it on the same track really as those two guys drew gulak always he's another guy that I actually learned a lot from wrestling and training with uh in chikara and elsewhere but uh, I love watching him wrestle. Similar to Walter, too. Everything he does feels very natural, I think, in wrestling. Well, so like, I, I could watch Darby Allin matches until the end of time. Like I said, I grew up a huge Jeff Hardy fan. I feel like he is kind of the, the legacy to Jeff Hardy in a lot of ways. So, I mean, you know, we, we watch those matches, and I, I can't, like, I can't. I have to. I cringe watching him a lot of the times. You know, I'm like, how is this dude not breaking his entire spine in half every single match? And, I mean, you know, obviously, know some of the some of the tricks and stuff, but still, like, I mean, does that give you, like, the heebie-jeebies to watch him like it does us? Yeah, I, I think to his attitude is just kind of live fast, die young, I, is what it is, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of a mix of Jeff Hardy and Mick Foley. Like, it's yeah. this, like, the casket match where he had the thumbtacks on the on the top of the casket, and it was, <laughs> oh, God. Thumbtacks just make my legs tingle when when they when they come out, and you know I I'll still have once with uh, Sanjay Dutt, I gave my cutter onto some thumbtacks in a cage match once, but yeah. Ugh. I I still have PTSD from that Undertaker Mankind match. Oh yeah. So, I, I, uh, but you, you were talking about Walter Gunther, whatever, and like he, you're right, he is like a breath of fresh air coming in because it's like he looks and presents like an old school shooter yep. that and it's a and it's a, a, a an approach that wwe hasn't had in a very long time like since like the steiner brothers maybe a little bit of kurt angle because he did a lot of shoot type of stuff when he was in someone with someone in the ring that could but like Walter doesn't care he's going to chop the living shit out of you and he's going to take you to school and he's going to stretch you. And that is something that WWE is desperately needed in their presentation, I think. And I think the sky's the limit for that guy as long as he, he doesn't screw up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear you mention those matches with Ilya. The, man, those were, those were symphonies, honestly. Like, if, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's easy for people who don't pay attention to kind of laugh at wrestling a little bit, right? And like, but sometimes you can show them something like that, and it's just like, just watch this and tell me that doesn't, this isn't like the baddest fucking thing you've yeah, seen no, in a long definitely. time. I, like, I, to me, that's the the measure of like a truly, truly great match is the kind of match you could show to somebody that 
doesn't think they have any interest in wrestling and they can be not just like, Oh, it was kind of cool, but like truly engaged. And like, I want this guy to win. I know this is fake, but like that movie effect, I want Martin McFly to get back home. You know, it, can you grab that person and make them care? All right. So this is all the WrestleManias. So we have to wrap up by asking you, do you have an all time favorite WrestleMania? I do. Yeah, I do actually. Uh, X seven, I think is clearly like, that's everybody's right. When I was a kid, that was one of the first VHSs I bought with my own money. And I watched it, all the time. But I will not say X7 is my favorite. I'm actually going to say WrestleMania 21 is my favorite because at top to bottom, I think it is a fantastic card. I think Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels is up there, probably like a top three of all time match for me. Uh, it's not Eddie and Ray's best match, but it's a great opener. I think the Money in the Bank, the original, is still maybe the best one. Every single match on that show, except maybe the, the Sumo thing really <laughs> accomplishes something pretty awesome. And, you know, it's the, the coming in of the new guard and two megastars now, two guys that are taking over Hollywood now, like clearly mega megastars in Batista and jo uh, John Cena winning the titles, becoming top guys. That's a good one. I can't remember how many uh, how many stars we gave that one when we reviewed it. Uh, I, I don't think we were too into that one. Mainly uh, the Trish Stratus versus Christy Hemi dragged it down, and we weren't too impressed by the Batista versus Triple H main event. But yeah, but that, yeah one, that, card that one, the Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels match, is is one of those that you can I think you could show somebody and be like, this is this is professional wrestling. Tell me you're not engaged and involved in this. And that, I think that was the one that made us also be like man maybe we really like kurt angle yeah because <laughs> i at the time coming i didn't i just didn't get it with kurt angle i didn't get it but then with this podcast we've gone back and watched a bunch of his stuff especially his match with eddie guerrero and we're just like this dude is is crazy this dude is good and he's solid and uh he is similar to to what I was saying about Walter slash Gunther, that he was he's he was something different on the card than like your just normal big muscle bound guy that does two moves and a finisher. He's he's got a full arsenal, and they never really shrank that arsenal on him. Like they took moves away from Triple H, they took moves away from The Rock and John Cena. Like John Cena did a bunch of stuff, and then by the end, John Cena does the knuckle shuffle. He does a flying body press occasionally. Then the rest of the time he's just punching. Uh, but they never like put a leash on Kurt Angle. He rocks. So we're um we're kind of wrapping up uh, here. And uh, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about? Anything you wanted to plug? Obviously, we'll plug the the Alexandria show again. But uh, uh no, not really. Uh, definitely coming out to that Alexandria show November eleventh. You got all the details, vcwprowrestling.com for tickets. I know they're going pretty quick. Front row's already gone, and general admission, it's a limited space. So please, please yeah. get on those tickets. Uh, I promise I will do my best to not suck on that night and have a killer match with Leo Yuta. Uh, and it would mean a lot to me for everybody to come out. Yeah, Rich and I will be there. We'll be making all kinds of uh, unholy noise. Maybe we'll bring signs. Maybe we'll um, maybe we'll see if that guy has an extra bullhorn or something. I'm not sure. We'll we'll figure it out. Awesome. So, so do you have any post retirement plans here? Uh, are you going to start a public speaking tour like the Undertaker, or 
or your own bottled water company or something. I start a cult or something like that. I don't know. That's, That's cool. a good plan. No, um, cool. I'm married. You know, I live a normal life in real life. Uh, I do jujitsu. I'll probably get a little more involved. I'll, I've competed here and there in jujitsu. I might like I'm 33 and I've been wrestling 16 years, but I might decide to start competing again in jujitsu a little bit. Have you seen car jitsu? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so I highly recommend you Googling that. So that appears to be some sort of new underground thing that's coming up, uh, like slap fighting. Uh, but it's uh, two people that are trained in jujitsu. They start off uh, buckled into the front seat of the car next to each other. And then the point is to fight completely inside the car using anything in the car to get the other person to tap out. Okay, I will definitely check that out. It sounds great. It's very brutal. I, the the couple videos I saw involved like choking with the seatbelt. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it's it's intense. I we're highly not, recommend. We're not it. advising you to do that. We care about your uh, physical health. We don't <laughs> we don't think you should do that. So don't well, endanger yourself just for Rich's enjoyment. Okay. He's a he's a sick individual. Um, it's not your responsibility to keep him entertained. Yeah, I do also enjoy slap fighting. It's weird. I don't. I don't know why. But <laughs> two dudes standing over an oil barrel, like slapping each other in the face. I don't know what it is. It, gives it just me gets me going. Like CTE. It's like getting an acid flashback, but it's like a concussion flashback when I see that. I can't watch it. It's yeah. Bothers. Yeah. It's not good. No. All right, we're uh, we're wandering <laughs> off topic. I think Rich is getting tired. Um, his toddler's going to have some more problems i'm sure so we should oh, probably let him God, get to bed no. but uh logan easton we really appreciate you coming on the the show and talking to us about your um really you know impressive career 16 years in the business is a long time we wish you all the best we wish you uh great success at the saturday november 11th show in uh, alexandria virginia get your tickets to vcwprowrestling.com you can come see logan and come see wheeler yuda nyla rose the whole rest of the vcw card it's always a good time um, so for now, we're uh, all the WrestleManias at uh, where the hell are we? We're at allthewrestlemanias.com. Uh, you can always shoot us your questions, your comments, your complaints, your questions for um, Logan that we'll text to him so he can ignore at uh, allthewrestlemanias at gmail.com. You can, of course, find us on the various social media platforms. If you want to support the show, you can find us at ko-fi.com slash allthewrestlemanias uh, at WrestlemaniaPod on the X. I think that's all the things to plug. But um, so for this evening, uh, thanks again, Logan. I'm your co-host Tim, and I'm Rich, and we'll see you later, everybody. Thank you, guys.